Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sean. That was awesome. That's amazing, amazing Paul. Someone who was, I think he was born Jewish and his father was Roman and he decides to grow the church and the ministry of Jesus. What a combination of a person. And to come up with such wonderful words, I just look at that all the time. It's like, who will separate us from Christ's love? Will we be separated by troubles, by distress, by harassment, by famine, by nakedness or danger? It's like, there's so many things going on in our world right now. We can connect to all of that and at the same time say, I'm never going to be separated from the love of God. Amen. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present are things that are getting ready to happen. Nothing so tall, nothing so deep, nothing so wide, no creatures shall ever, ever be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, when the Apostle Paul wrote these verses, he was facing some nasty, grueling times because he was a Christian. He was being persecuted. He suffered rejection from his friends. Nobody wants to be a Christian and take on all those heavy hits. So his friends left him. Persecution from the government. And he spent many months of his life in an isolated prison cell. But regardless of what people go through, regardless of the circumstances that you might be having right now, Paul discovered one truth. Nothing that occurs in this life has the power to separate a believer from the love of God. That stops me right there. It takes a believer to get through some of the most difficult times in life. And I'm clear as I stand before you and as I confess to you that I'm a believer. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm a believer that he died for me. That he was resurrected, that he sitting on the right hand of God the Father Almighty right this minute interceding for me. I'm a believer. This scripture particularly gives you zero if you're not a believer. It's clear. You've got to know you are. The word persuade is a Greek word, patho, and it means to be convinced or to be swayed from one opinion to another held by others. The word describes a person who has been coaxed from a particular conviction to embrace a different one. The Greek tense of the word implies that this was a persuasion that had occurred to Paul in the past, but is still strong. So he's saying, I'm persuaded, and I was persuaded, and I'm still persuaded that absolutely nothing is going to separate me from my God. The love of God is strong, Christian friends, in case you don't believe it or know it. And Paul is primarily saying that to us. 
even physical death cannot separate his divine love from us. You can die, but if you believe, you'll have eternal life. And so will your loved ones. Death can separate you from the earth and from people that you love and the things you want to do. But it is impossible for death to separate us from the love of God. Let me show you what I'm talking about. That cross is the love of God. Someone died on that cross for us. God gave his son, his most precious possession, so that we would turn to him and say, I know you love me because you gave up something that nobody gives up, your flesh and your blood. Believers sometimes feel overwhelmed. If you're not overwhelmed this morning, I don't know what you're doing good, but I need to find out. This world is overwhelming me. I feel like I'm back in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. Who wants to go back and relive all that stuff? And here it is, year 2000. I feel overwhelmed this morning. I don't know anybody else overwhelmed. The situations that we face in life, confused and weighted down sometimes. And that's where Paul was. Paul adds that even you can't even separate a true believer from the love of Jesus Christ because of that cross. Paul lets us know that there's no spiritual being, good or bad, no power big enough to move us away from God's love when we say and believe that we're believers. Poor Paul. Powerful government slammed him in prison, arrested him, bound him, restricted him, put him in a private cell by himself, separated him from everybody, even other believers. But in his deepest and darkest moments, even in a prison cell, he thought about the ministry of Jesus Christ and God not being separated from him. Things present, it means nothing presently existing or nothing that currently stands is sufficient to separate a believer from an all-powerful God. Things to come, in the Greek sense, describes the events that will occur in the future. Things that haven't happened yet, but in the future, not enough power is gonna keep me from the love of my God. Now, somebody here might not be a believer, so let me read something to you. And I think you might get it, how important it is to be a believer. The one who searches hearts, that's God, knows how the spirit thinks because he pleads for the saints consistent with God's will. We know that God works for all things together for the good of the ones who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. To be a believer, you've got to be called by God you've got to believe in the purpose. You've got to believe that Jesus was your savior and he died and he rose again. You're justified and you'll be glorified. Very clear. Can't go any other way. Can't happen any other way. Don't care who you know. Don't care who can write a big check. You got to do it and you got to do it this way. Never forget this message, if nothing else, this morning. 
Paul proclaimed, nothing in this world has enough power to disconnect you from the love of God. You say you love God, you're connected. Please bow your heads and pray with me. Lord God, I am so thankful for your love that never fails me and never deserts me. I am filled with gratitude that nothing in this world has the power to disconnect me or you from me. Your awesome power, your life-changing love. In moments when I feel overwhelmed by circumstances or problems, I ask that you give me special awareness of your unfailing love in my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I'm going to do something very special for you this morning. It's going to push the envelope for some of you. I'm going to give you a confession today. I'm going to confess to you that God's love is with me no matter where I go and that it never leaves me. I believe that, so I confess it to you this morning. There is nothing that can happen in this world or in my life that can disconnect me from his awesome, powerful, world-changing, life-transforming love. I walk through each day in peace, and I have peace because I know that he dwells in me and he loves me. I've been persuaded. And I am absolutely convinced that nothing can separate me from the love of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I declare this my faith as I stand before you as Sheila Nancy Bowie Sledge. Where are you this morning? Where are you this morning? What do you believe? Who are you rooted in? What are you rooted in? Paul asked rhetorical questions, and he set the questions up because it's nobody. He argues a series of these questions over and over again, not to get an answer, but to hear the word no or nobody. There's a woman named Todd, I'm sorry, her husband name was Todd Lesmine. He died in the 9-11 crash in Pennsylvania. She couldn't understand why God lost control of the world and let her husband die and leave her with three children to raise by herself. But she was smart enough to figure something out, that God saw the world in a bigger way, that he decides what to do. He sees the beginning and the end. And sometimes we're a part of the beginning and the end, and sometimes things happen, which tells Christians we're not always going to get what we want. It's not always going to be happy times. So every morning with her children, she'll ask them these questions before they go to school. If God is for us, who's against us? Her children say, nobody, 
because God gave his son for us. She says, well, who will bring a charge against us? And the children answered, nobody, because God is the justifier. God defends and justifies us. God pleads our case. He's our advocate, Mom. Then she asked them, who shall condemn us? They say, nobody, Mom, because Christ already paid the price. He died on the cross for us, and every Easter we hear the story. He raised from the dead, and he's now sitting with God, and he's a living God that takes care of us even now. And she asked them, well, who shall separate us? from the love of God by some of the things that people do in this world. And her children answer her every morning, no one, because God is faithful. He makes us conquerors, and we're more than a conqueror because he dwells in us and he loves us. They tell us of what to come, and she tells her children that every morning. She finally realizes that at every memorial service, all the families that had a loss get together, and all the dignitaries are there. And she came to one conclusion. I hope they all know Jesus, because that's what pulled me through. God is for us. Paul told us that. She came to know about it from 9-11. Nobody's against us if God is for us. Neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor ruler, nor things present, nor things to come. Nothing of height or death or anything else in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God. Many things threaten us every day, especially in the world we live in. We face rulers and hardships and long hours of work, all kinds of sacrifices and hardships. Sometimes economic distress, but we have cycles and impacts that hit us, but they can do no harm. They cannot triumph over us because we are believers. Christian faithfulness is ours. God's grace is ours. Overcomes the worst that life can do to us. Paul is telling us clearly no matter where you are in this journey, no matter what your difficulties are, no matter what you're facing, no matter what your fears might be, because we're in a series called Unafraid, but God tells us to fear not, God's love is always with his believers. It is God's love that's very steady, a force that is like an anchor in a storm of adversity. The love of God is now and forever. He protects us from separation. Not everybody gets it, I've already told you that. But for those who are called for his people, his people are those who love God and are called according to his purpose in Romans 8, 28. Are you called this morning? Are you a chosen one? If so, you're protected forever, no matter what. That old movie, The River Kwai, I was doing some research on this and found a pastor that brought up that old movie. 
you know, it was a movie where I believe it was some of the POWs had to put together a bridge between Burma and China in World War II. Nobody fed the POWs. They were down to bone and skin. And when they got so weak and so pitiful, they were thrown in a pile of bodies. Some of them got thrown in there before they actually expired. That's how we got the memoirs. That's how we got the movie, which is a true story. But here's what I want to leave you with. Two men were laying there. They found out that they really hadn't taken their last breath. And they touched hands in a pile of bodies with each other. And they knew nothing could separate them from the love of God. They had been praying. They didn't know how they were ever going to get out of that situation, ever. They got out. They got put back to work. And guess what they did? They started a choir with church music. So for those who were there, who were falling down, who didn't think they could make it, they took what was part of them after all the years of being Christians and used it at a time they never knew that they would be able to pull it up out of them and share it and give a rope to the next person and the rope to the next one and a rope to the next one to hold together. Even if it was this little light of mine, they sang the song together. Nothing can separate you from the love of God when you are a believer and you love God. They sang the songs. They actually had Bible study. They built themselves up. They built the bridge. A five-year plan for a bridge that was built in 16 months. And they stopped dying because they believed. And it took the two that found each other to bring that belief up out of them and to share it with others. So I'm like the lady who goes to the 9-11 service. I pray you have Jesus Christ in your life and that you're a believer, that you can call your name out and say, I believe. I believe. I believe.